0: I'm eagerly awaiting the sex episode. Well, hey man, that thing is coming up and it's coming up quick. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on a second. It's coming up and it's
1: coming up quick. (laughs) Oh, man. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster and get
0: high-performance results in your business. Hi, and welcome back to Think, Act, Get, Episode 13. Ezra Firestone here, my partner as always, James Schramko. James, how you doing, man? Going well, Ezra. How are you? I'm good. I just want to let people know what a soldier you are, because people don't realize that it's 9 a.m. New York City time, and I spoke with you at 9 p.m., last night for a mastermind call and you've been going strong for 12 hours now.
1: Well, I've got to admit I had little mini breaks (laughs) in between the, um, the calls that we do for the mastermind. I actually had a little cat nap, like 30 minutes where I just completely shut down and, uh, switch off and recharge. And then just before the last call, I went down to the local shops, got some big bottle of water with some hydration uh, stuff and some food. Electrolytes. Yeah, electrolytes and some food and a coffee, and that just perked me up. So it's about managing your energy. It's very, very important in business and, I guess, in life to recognize when you're um, tired or when you've got the right energy levels and to align your activities. Now, I'm really used to doing this on Tuesday. Tuesday, I don't do any team meetings. I have pretty much dedicated it to the three silver circle calls, and I manage my energy throughout the day.
0: You know, I think that uh, energy management is an often not talked about side of life in general, and it's so important to know, to have what it takes to do the tasks you're doing, and if you're not, don't do them. So I just think that's a good point. Now, I want to talk about something that's not even in our show notes. It has nothing to do with...
1: (laughs) nothing. Well, you know what? It does actually have something to do with I think we should fess up. And I'll take responsibility for this, but this is actually the second time we're recording this episode. Oh, no. (laughs) And the first time we recorded it, it just didn't feel right. And we decided, um, because the listener is so important, we want to get the show right for you and we scrapped it. We just threw it away and that's because the particular time we recorded it, I was, just had a couple of things that were not awesome and then I shouldn't have recorded it at the, at that time. I had some critical feedback of one of my websites and someone tweeted that they didn't like one of my shows and I felt a bit, I guess I was angry about it. So it probably came through in the show and so recognising when you should do anything or not is a really good skill to have. (laughs) So, sorry for wasting our time on the first recording.
0: No, I think, I'll tell you, you know, I don't think it was a waste of time at all. I think it was a really good exercise and I think it's good for people to, I think it's actually a good practice for us to not get emotionally attached to the content we create and if we create something that we think is less than stellar, to be objective enough to say, you know what, this particular episode was kind of less than stellar and we don't really want to put our, we don't want to put that out there for the world because we don't feel good about it. I think it's a very valuable lesson.
1: Yep, an investment in experience.
0: Yeah. Well, what I wanted to bring up that has nothing to do with our show today, but I think it's a really cool point, is you're often mentioning, hey, and you just did a, a video about this where you said, how do you monetize your podcast? Well you you create the content but you don't think of the content as the product itself rather while you're delivering the content while you have face time with your community with your customer base and subscriber base or audio time or whatever it is when you have that connection with your community you just mention The other services that you have. So while you have their ear, while you're providing them valuable content, while you're talking to them about things that are relevant to their life, you also mention, hey, I've got this other thing here that I think you might be interested in. And it's like a soft sell. And what I really like about it, I'll tell you how I just used this uh, and how it worked really well for me. What I like about it is I have a hard time being like hey you should buy this thing from me and like sort of being pushy and selling and, and but what i really like is hey i've got this thing and if you're interested in it and you think it's cool then ch- this is where you can check it out it just feels like a much nicer offer to make than like you've got 30 minutes and you got to buy this thing you know i think it's a, a much a much nicer way to sell saying you know just like letting people know about the stuff that you have and if they're interested they can come check it out and so how i used this uh, last night was i uh, i sent out an email. Email. I've been creating all this content. We do podcasts. I create videos. I'm on other people's shows. Like I have all this content that I've created over the past couple months, and I just haven't been emailing my list about it. I haven't been emailing my subscriber base because I've been busy. So I was like, Oh gosh, I gotta get that. I gotta get that in place. I gotta get some kind of system in place to email on a weekly basis all the content I created. So I sent out the first one. I said, Hey guys, I'm gonna do a Monday roundup of all the content from each week. You can get it. Uh, Here's a list of it. And at the end of it, I said, P.S. I just opened up a space in my mastermind. And if you're interested, you can shoot me an email and we can talk about whether or not it's a good fit. And I got like four emails back. So I just think it's very cool. I wanted to mention that because it's a very cool, non-pushy way of selling that I think could be useful to to a lot of people. Yeah,
1: well, you know what? It kind of is on topic because our topic today is learning. And you took some information that I published and then implement it in your business. And we hope that listeners do that with the stuff we're talking about on Think, at Get. Because a lot of the things we talk about are practical things that we've done in our own businesses and in our own lives. And we're also drawing from different knowledge bases. So that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I have to say, man, we're getting such good feedback. People saying... People are really, uh, I, I want to pat ourselves on the back and, and just think. You <laughs> You're going to acknowledge us? I'm going uh, to like us, uh, episode 12. Yeah. Oh, man, that was my favorite episode. By the way, if you've not listened to episode 12, I just think that was the best episode that we've ever done. There was a samurai sword. It was just a really cool episode. So be sure to go and check that one out. Let's jump on topic today. So, a lot of people have a lot riding writing on this topic, it's one of the biggest hustles. In America in the form of higher education, but there's many forms of education and learning, and it's going to pop up for you in your life. So knowledge is power, but it's also currency. And there's a lot of people in the knowledge business, which means there's a lot of people selling you stuff. You know, you should learn this skill, or you should take that course, or you should consume this information, or watch this show. So what we want to ask you is how are you dealing with learning in your life, and what effect is it having on you? And that's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get.
1: Yeah, and it's really interesting to to see, are you learning what you want to learn, or are you learning what someone else told you you should learn? Because I know when I came out of school, I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grow up. In fact, I only figured that out maybe five or six years ago, (laughs) and I was just doing what my parents thought would be a good idea to do, and my marks were so poor that I only qualified for a really crappy course like uh, food technology and I didn't want to learn how to make peanut butter. So uh, I ended up doing accounting and most people who know me now think that's a very different sort of field than the sort of work I do now. And only recently have I put a lot more focus on learning the things that I think I would like to learn, and I realize that I have that choice.
0: You know, most people don't realize that they have that choice because we are so conditioned in our societies to move in the direction that everyone else is moving because it seems like the right thing to do. You know, we should go to school, we should then go to college. It just, uh, it's really hard to break the pattern and have a look for yourself at what do I want to learn, what do I want to know. And one thing that I want to let people know about learning is that this is not a highly published piece of information, but it's very true, which is that you get what you want from people who have it. So if you want to know how to do something, you want to know how to run a podcast, you want to know how to uh, run a Bikram yoga studio, you find someone who's doing that thing and you ask them, right? So I didn't go to college. I went to high school and I got out of high school about six months early. It's a, a story for another time, but uh, oh man, it was madness. <laughs> Let me guess, you were
1: running away from a cult camp with a bunch of bananas or something?
0: (laughs) No, I was involuntarily transferred from one high school to another um okay <laughs> and uh, it, it was not expelled it was an involuntary involuntary transfer and uh, and this this new high school that I ended up in all you had to do was take the tests you didn't actually have to uh, go through the course material or anything and, and I could pass all these tests you know it wasn't that the information uh, was beyond my level of knowledge it was that I just wasn't engaged in the actual schooling process I enjoyed the social aspect of school the women the the you know this the, the I liked the social part of it and I wasn't so into classwork but when I when there are different styles of learning, though, aren't there? And, and apparently,
1: the one at school is not the one that I learned from.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to finish this story. Sorry to interrupt you, man. Um. <laughs> you're a classic. <laughs> so you're
1: apologising because I interrupted you, and you're trying to pretend that that uh, you interrupted oh, me. Oh, you did interrupt. I love me. that. You know, you, you did. are so. Uh, I just want to acknowledge that character trait about you, Ezra. <laughs> how you are so forgiving and. Non-judgmental. Oh,
0: man. You caught me there. You're so I polite. I, yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, I didn't go to college. I got out of high school and I thought to myself, I, look, I had a look around at college And I actually went for two semester or a semester and and, you know, in college, they if you miss classes in college, they kick you out. There's none of this like missing classes and still being in school. If you miss three classes, they drop you from that class. And I was playing poker at the time. I had this fake ID and I just wasn't into into college. And I had to look around and I thought, okay is there anything that I want from this experience? I looked at, at the college, uh, I looked at the teachers, and I'm not saying that higher education and college is a bad thing. I think it's fantastic if you really have an idea of what you're going to learn and what you're going to get out of the experience. But if you're just going and you're just spending money just to like to save yourself from having to be responsible for your life and to just you know have an extra four years to hang out, I don't think it's such a good idea. So what I decided to do was move to New York because I looked around and I thought, okay, there's nothing that I can learn from these people. That I, learning, I'm not going to get what I want from this experience. And so I moved to New York and I was playing poker for a living. And I met a guy who was making his living online. This was the life coach that, that you actually know about. I've told, I've mentioned on the show. And he had a business selling information on how to become a life coach before the big boom in coaching, before life coaching and business coaching was an industry. This was like nine, 10 years ago now. And I looked at his lifestyle and I thought, you know what, I'd really like I'd like to, you know, I was playing poker to make my money, and, and that required my time. It required me to be up all night and sleep all day, and hang out with a bunch of degenerate men. And it just wasn't, it didn't enjoy the lifestyle. And I thought, okay, this guy has something I want. I'd like to learn that from him. So I said, hey man, you know why don't I teach you how to play poker and you you show me uh, you show me what you're up to? And he taught me SEO, and this was SEO. Nine years ago you know, when it was just build a bunch of backlinks through article marketing, which was not the same as SEO was. But I got really into it, and, uh, and then I put my 10,000 hours in. Man, I got into advertising and pay-per-click and conversion and info marketing and sales funnels and, and ended up taking over his business, and we did, uh, we did really, really well together. But the point is that if there's something that you want to learn, the point of this whole long <laughs> diatribe here is that if there's something that you want to learn, find someone who knows it and learn it from them. And I think that 's the mentor relationship I just like for example, I wanted to learn how to run a mastermind group. It was something that i 've been wanting to do for a very long time is relate with people on a more personal level uh, on a more one to one basis about what 's going on in their business and their life and i I looked around at everyone in the space who was running masterminds and info businesses, and I thought, all right, I like the way that Shramko's doing this, and I asked you to teach me and I think that 's a very valuable lesson and it 's so underutilized how's it working out for you dude? it's going really really well (laughs) it's going really well man it's it's rocking and and my mastermind on thursdays is is really really fun and i enjoy it and people are getting a lot of value out of it and i'm now there's a, a a mastermind we're putting on a retreat together something i've always wanted to do it's just awesome you know
1: um the point about the learning from the person who knows what you want uh My daughter came home from school and she had some elective subjects. One of them was business and I was pretty interested in if she chose that and she didn't. I think she picked textiles instead and uh, she's very good at textiles, by the way. like She mapped out and cut out an entire horse costume for her horse like a medieval times costume so it turned out she's
0: yeah she's a ninja I saw. yeah that she's
1: thing. basically anything she wants to do she's very good at it but i said why don't you choose business because she's really interested in the same stuff that we are and she sits in on my mastermind calls and comes to my event and she goes dad what's a teacher going to teach me about business because she's figured it out that the teacher has gone to school and then gone to school and then gone to school So they haven't, uh, in many cases, had any time in the real world or done anything remotely similar to what they're teaching if it happens to be business or commerce. So I think it's, uh, you know, for her to be able to detect that at her young age was quite skillful
0: you know i think that brings up another really good point that the people who tend to really know about things are the folks who've done them the folks who've gotten their hands dirty so if there's something that you want to do a really great way to learn about it is to actually get in there and start doing it
1: yeah well like uh, my my other kid came down and said dad i want to build an app and i said we'll go and google it (laughs) he comes back down an hour and a half later i made an app dad You know, he built himself a calculator. So a lot of the information's right there at our fingertips. And then then my daughter actually had to do a school project to to write like a um, story. So she had to illustrate it and then put the words to make a story. She ended up um, publishing it. She got a proper hardcover bound book. And, uh, you know, just as a school project, it it just blew everyone away. And again, to, to do that, You've just got to have the raw file and upload it to the various printing houses and then you can do a print run of your own book. I mean, my daughter's published a book before I have because they
0: just go and access the stuff that's already there. You know, the younger generation, ta- the younger generation understands this better than we do, which is that pretty much in this day and age, pretty much anything that you want – it's so empowering – anything that you want to know how to do – is there for you? You could just go online. I Google when people ask me questions that I don't know the answer to. I usually just Google them, and I say I figure it out, and then I say, "Hey!" And I learned this when I was running the yoga studio. Man, this was crazy. So there's this piece of software called Mind Body Online, and it's the software that that pretty much every there's like seven or eight thousand fitness studios, yoga studios, gyms, uh, Muay Thai, and all these fitness studios use this software to run their Database and to you know to check people in and to sell people packages and to run you know it's it's sort of like the client management system of the fitness community it's the big one and I was running this yoga studio and I, I was the manager of the biggest Bikram yoga studio in New York City for a number of years and I learned this platform really well because I had the manual it was right there in front of me and there was all this stuff that I needed to figure out how to do while I was running the studio and I ended up becoming sort of like this expert on how to The owners of this studio were having me train all the other managers from every other studio on how to use this platform, but the only thing I did was read the manual. So... That's all I did. And what I realized from that was that most of the time, people don't really want to do the work to learn the information that they need that's right <laughs> in front of them. They'd rather someone just tell it to them. And, and I think a valuable lesson is if you're the person who has the get up and go to actually take advantage of it and take advantage of the information that's in front of you and learn how to do something, you'll become a very valuable asset in many communities. Like, for example, another example of this is Right now, in the e commerce community, there are not a lot of experts in analytics. Most people don't know how to set up site search tracking. They don't know how to set up conversion goal funnels to see how many people landed on a section page and then moved to a product page and then moved through their checkout. They don't understand how to track events and see how many people used PayPal or how many people used a coupon. And they don't like this. There's a big gap in the industry as far as analytics goes. And I thought to myself, well, everyone needs this service. We'd better learn how to do it and we've because i had a i was fortunate enough to discover that all this stuff was possible through a guy who came before me like 7 years ago who was doing all this stuff with google analytics back when it was really hard and so we've taken to becoming experts at how to implement that on e-commerce stores because it's necessary you know that's fantastic
1: no you've just you've found your your thing i mean i i do half of those things i'm really interested in the event side of it though that sounds good Well, okay, so you you learnt the uh, software. By the way, if people are um, interested in getting a really fun tool, there's a site called Let Me Google That for You or um, LMGTF, I think it is. (laughs) You can Google it and it will actually pre-do the answer and make a little video. You can send someone a link. So if they ask you a question, you can type their question into Google and it videos the answer and you send them the link and it will – Actually, show the screen typing out the question and then send it to the Google results for that.
0: Oh, that's really funny. That's a bit, um, <laughs> that's a bit snarky, dude. It's yeah, a little it's a bit little cheeky, bit. <laughs> a little bit rude. But I know
1: people have done really well in just generating traffic in forums by answering people's questions, and I'm certain they just Google the results.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Get inside uh, Listener. Get inside Fast Web Formula. Get into the Facebook groups. Get into, if you're interested, this is only if you're inter- specifically interested in offering services to business owners. And get in there and start answering some questions because what will happen is the people whose questions you answer will then message you and say, hey, do you think you could provide that? Service to me, or what? I mean, it's just a fantastic tool for engaging the community and uh, pulling up prospective clients. Like, I've told you this before I'll go into FastWeb Formula and I'll just do a search for e commerce, and any thread that comes up, I'll drop in there, I'll look at the questions, and I'll start answering them. It's just like an awesome tool.
1: It is an awesome tool. It's like uh, back in the late 80s when you could get access to a doctor at a trivia night and you could use their mobile phone to phone someone at home who had all the encyclopedias.
0: Whoa. That is old school. (laughs) It is old school. All right. So so, let's answer one question before we move on, which is, and I think this is a very cool question, right? Uh, I'll answer it. I'll have you answer it first, and then I'll answer it, which is, how do you decide what you're going to learn next? I think that's an interesting question to ask of people. Like, What inspires you to figure out, like, for example, you've recently decided to focus on educating yourself in the area of conversion. Like, What inspired that?
1: Uh, So I look for where I'm going to get the biggest gain for my investment but not just the today gain I look at a compound gain this is where I see people making mistakes Uh, so this is pretty profound most people go for the instant gratification and most people work with urgent so I think people would would choose their learning based on what's the most urgent and what gives them the quickest result I actually factor more compound result. What's going to give me a better mid to long-term result? And it might not be an instant gratification. It might be harder to learn, but it may actually be more important, not necessarily urgent. You see, conversions isn't urgent unless you're not selling anything. If you've got a good platform, if you're already generating a couple of million bucks a year, then you're converting. But the compound effect of getting your conversions up Is makes it worth investing in. And I actually paid someone to help me uh, go through my sites, give me another opinion on it. Then I paid my team's wages to make the implementations. And then the cool thing is we roll out what we learn across all of my websites and we should be able to, and it's proving correct so far, see a massive increase in sales off the same number of visits. Now, in my case, we still get more visits, so it's actually an – we say the results are compounding, they're extrapolating out nicely.
0: You know, that was a good answer. <laughs> I like that answer, dude. I <laughs> wasn't taking, taking notes? notes on that one, but I really <laughs> like it. And I think that, um, you know, conversion is, I get really excited about conversion. Because it's like, it's taking the the force that you already have. It's like sort of taking uh, uh, inertia and energy that already exists and seeing... What more can I do with this? What more can come from this thing that already exists? And we can apply this to more than just business. We can apply conversion to our life, right? Like, what are we already doing that could get us a better result? I think it's a good question. Now, a question we have for you, listener, is do you embrace learning? Are you actively learning something new or acquiring a new skill? Is there, is there something you've always wanted to learn but just haven't done it, like Spanish or whatever? And that question brings us into our weekly willpower wager, which is over the next seven days, we want you to start learning that thing, whatever it is. Right for me, it's Spanish. For you, it might be, uh, you know, to become a better uh, uh, tic tac toe. I don't know. I don't have an example, but whatever the thing is for you, whatever that thing is, take 20 minutes per day over the next seven days.
1: You've been looking at my goals list again. Your
0: goal list, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Way. I'm telling you, man, it's high up there on the list. So whatever that thing is, take some action in the direction of acquiring right there, that right knowledge that you think you want because you'd be surprised how much you can get out of 20 solid minutes in the direction of learning something new. Do it for the next seven days. What is that thing? Everyone's got something that they want to learn, something that they think that they always that they should be, you know, that they would like to, some knowledge they think they'd like to acquire, some skill they think they'd like to get good at. Whatever that thing is for you, and we'd love to know what it is. We would really, really love to know what it is. If you could leave us a comment, leave us a voice comment or comment on the blog and t- uh, on the on the site and tell us what that thing is for you, it'd be very intriguing and interesting to find out what that thing is for people so we'd love to know
1: very cool yeah i mean recently i was learning how to make a good
0: coffee at home awesome well i think that says it man (laughs) what else we got i'll go for what you had recently going on yeah (laughs) You, you were about to say you had something going on recently well i was
1: learning how to make coffee at home i was really interested in making a good coffee and uh you know it's just like a a new skill to be able to do something like that, completely non-business related. It's just a, a life skill.
0: Yeah, and it's a good one. It's good to be able to make good coffee because I'll tell you what, man, there are a lot of people. Coffee is probably, I think, the second highest grossing stimulant worldwide or something like that. I think it's the second uh, behind Surprise. like pot or, you know but i think <laughs> well, i'm serious it's like the, you know there's a lot of people are consuming caffeine so being able to make a good coffee is a very valuable skill to have
1: but also stuff like um, driving I've, I've done a lot of training on being a better driver and that's a great skill for life preservation and probably not enough people invest the time into that and then i did a motorcycle course and they have very good roadcraft training to learn how to ride a motorcycle, especially in Australia. So, you know, think about not just uh, business things, it could be anything in life, it could be yoga, could be surfing, could be cooking, languages, love to see what our listeners are up to.
0: It could be interpersonal skills, like how to acknowledge people. Now, I just want to drop one quick, before we move to the news and updates, let me drop something on, on driving. Holy crap. Have you ever seen more people in agreement? I've never seen more people in agreement than on the road, right? Everyone agrees that this is the direction that you drive and that you stop at the red light and that you drive this way like there is nowhere else on the planet where that many people are in agreement about the rules than on the road while people are driving. I think it's I think it's amazing. I think you, and and it also I think goes to show you put people's lives at stake and they will get in agreement with each other. So that's kind of cool.
1: Like North Korea.
0: I'm not uh educated on what's going on like i've seen don't get me wrong i've seen seen the news and stuff but i'm not like i don't have a really solid uh grasp on what's happening over there it seems pretty heavy man
1: finger hovering on nuclear weapons perhaps maybe yeah yeah we'll see
0: holy crap well that just brought us to a whole level of heaviness that we didn't have on this show before (laughs) I think, it's, I think we should bring things back up, and the way we're going to bring things back up is by mentioning our news and updates for the week. Now, if you haven't listened to episode 12 and you're just tuning back in, we did the big announcement. We, we announced the thing that we were so excited about, which is a lifestyle business retreat in Hawaii, north shore of Oahu, Hawaii, September 6th through 8th. That's a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. James will be there. I will be there. A group of high-level, really switched-on, cool entrepreneurs will be there my family will be there my wife will be teaching the yoga classes it's gonna be awesome you should come join us
1: yeah i'm looking forward to that it's gonna be pretty cool uh what else we got in the news
0: that's pretty much it as far as news and updates go besides the fact that we are accepting voice comments through SpeakPipe, we love hearing from you so hop on and give us a call we'll play your answer on the air whatever your question or comment is and we'll respond to it so join us in hawaii and leave us a comment and speaking of which, we'd love for you to leave us a comment in iTunes specifically. You know, I think iTunes, uh, anywhere you want to engage with us, we're happy to engage with you. It would be great if you could leave us a review in iTunes if you think our show is cool. So let's ta- Let's have a look at what some of the folks are saying uh, about Think, Act, Get over the last week. First, we've got Eric Foster on the Attitude episode. and Eric says, thanks for the latest episode, guys. As always, I really enjoyed it. At the end of the episode, James says... Looking forward to the one on sex. And Ezra replies, we'll have to see when that one actually pops up. Pun or no pun intended. <laughs> I didn't hear any laughter from you guys. I was waiting for it. That cracked me up. You know, I guess uh, I guess we just had an accidental dirty joke there. It was not intentional. <laughs> not on my Sweet. part, anyway. Yeah, I
1: didn't uh, pick that one up. But uh, thank you for, uh, you know, you can always rely on a listener to be paying close attention to the verbiage there. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Uh, okay, Mark. On the same episode, Attitude says, "You know you're having a bad attitude day when someone, when a show about how important attitude is, makes you feel worse. But not for long. By the end of the show, I had a spring back in my step while walking the dogs, and I was feeling more calm about what was going on in my life that day. Nothing had changed." but my attitude, and it made all the difference. It was a great reminder for me that most bad days are all in our head. How we choose to feel about and react to it is what makes the difference between someone who's letting life knock them around versus someone who loves life. Thanks, guys. I'm loving the show more and more each week. Keep it up. Nice. Well, that was, that was a really sweet comment, Mark. I, I think you're uh, an awesome, uh, awesome way to apply that to your life because it's so true, man. Whatever's going on in your life is going on, and you get to choose how you react to it and decide to it and respond to it. We've also got Mike, who's on the same episode of Attitude. He says, Hey, guys, great show. Ezra, like everyone else, I'm eagerly awaiting the sex episode. Uh, well, hey, man, that thing is coming up, and it's coming up quick. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hang on a second. Hang on. It's coming up, and it's coming up quick. <laughs> oh, man. There's just no getting around it. You know, there are going to be sexual innuendos made unintentionally, and uh, and I think we're all just going to have to be adults about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he says as he giggles. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, so that episode's going to be wild and crazy, and uh, I'll tell you what, something's going to come down. The, the, we're going to bring a guest in for that. Uh, we're going to bring in a guest on that episode, and, and you will not... Expect this person. It's going to be the last person you would ever expect to be the guest on the sex episode. So I would expect it to be your mum. You would not expect that, would you? <laughs>
1: oh, man, that's a good guess. <laughs> I would. I'm thinking about you. I've, I think, like, who would be the last person on earth that I would want Oh man, to be talking about? Sex with well on a public show, and well, James and I, has
0: just blown the surprise. But it it's not that mom. big of a surprise. It is my mother, and you know she's a fantastic resource on the topic. Um, and and when we get to that episode, we will talk about why it's not weird to talk to your mom about sex and why it's not weird specifically to talk to my mom about the topic of sex. Um, you guys will be really, really interested in the stories uh, that I have to tell on that episode specifically. And it's not going to be raunchy and crazy. It's going to be very uh, scientific. So, um... I'm looking forward to that one. I'll have to, I'll have to catch up with my mom and find out when she's available, but uh, it's gonna be—it uh, should be an interesting episode for sure.
1: Well, that, that would be uh, that will be, and, and by the way, like I did guess that the first time around.
0: Yeah, that's true. People now know that this that this episode is uh, coming around the second time, but the first time we did this with, with the one that we scrapped, you guessed that, and I was actually blown away. I was just like, sort of stunned for a second there. I was like, "Damn, he got me!" Um, so good on You're you. So predictable, Ezra. Uh,
1: Uh, Now, Mike also said that uh, my story about raising money for your kids' school sounded like a great business lesson in breaking convention. He'd like to hear more about that, and he's a Fastweb Formula member. would like to see a webinar or an info product about it. I did keep a file with all my templates, so it's possible one day that that could happen. We also heard from John William Johnson from SpeakPipe, and SpeakPipe's the audio thing on the site where you can leave your voice message so We're just going to play that now. Hey, guys. John William Johnson here with allabouthealthnetwork.com. I love your show. What it made me think about was the positivity ratio work that's been done. Positivityratio.com is a site you can go to. And they've shown with clinical research that it takes about a three-to-one ratio of positive to negative comments in your day uh, to live a
0: life that's thriving and flourishing. Um, interesting work. It's uh, yeah, something you can take a quick quiz at that site and maybe even make it a weekly willpower wager. Thanks, guys. Love your show. So, John, that's kind of cool, man. I have not heard about positivityratio.com. I'd be very interested to, sh- to have a look at how they scientifically proved that because I think that's an in- interesting, you know, science in our society is sort of like. The end all be all. If someone says something is scientifically proven, it has more merit and more weight than any other medium. Of uh, people are willing to believe it if it's scientific. Somehow, science has sort of become this—you uh, know—become the end all be all, the end answer. So, I'd be interested to find out how they scientifically prove that. Uh, I'll check that out, man. Thanks for sharing that resource, and thanks for listening. In. We appreciate it.
1: Well, I think with science, there's—you know—there's certain things like gravity and—you know—that are pretty black and white kind of proven stuff
0: i mean i'm with it i I, don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not bashing science i'm just saying that like science gets thrown around a lot because people if you tell someone something is scientifically proven they don't argue with you about it they're like oh okay it's scientifically proven so i think science gets uh sort of used a lot (laughs) in ways that But that's also if you
1: walk into a church and say jesus said this in the bible they'll all just go oh yeah okay well it must have happened
0: so I think you know it works for the other side as well. Oh, good point. Good point. I don't know. I've never walked into a church and tried that, but um and I guess I'm I'm less um I'm less familiar and I have less experience with the religious side of things cuz I don't have a really strong I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I I you know, believe in God and all God. that stuff, but you're a Jesus impersonator, right? So <laughs> I have a very, um, ve- very, very intense spiritual side. A strong connection. I've got a very Sexy intense Jesus. spiritual side, but I'm not like you know participating on a regular basis in any kind of um, uh, what is it religious ceremony? It's like going to church every Sunday or whatever. That I, you know, don't get me wrong. I celebrate the holidays and whatever, but um, I, I don't. I'm I'm, it's, I'm less confronted by my people using God in the in the same way that 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 science gets used. So that's why I'm more, I, I have more of a, a, a relevant and realistic example of science is because I'm more confronted with it in my life. Nice.
1: Okay, so think about it. We must be up to the think about yeah, it man. quote we section. Are. All right, so my quote this week is. It is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. And this is from good old Aristotle.
0: That guy was a marketer.
1: Yeah, you were saying that uh,
0: he's a bit of a dude. You've read up on Aristotle. There's a few Kindles about it. i tell you what, man. And this is where we had the conversation about the person translating has a lot to do with how the content comes out right because the translator is the one who interprets what these people are saying and then puts it into English for us or puts it into whatever language you want to put it into and the people who translated Aristotle did a damn good job if you have not read pick up you can go to you can go to Amazon and you can just do uh you know the best of Aristotle you can find some good you know just get yourself a book and and take a look at what this guy had to say uh he was he was really far ahead of his time this guy and he was most definitely a marketer. I think back in the day, he had some kind of, like Aristotle was, we don't know what he was selling, but the dude was selling something because he was a genius. <laughs> What's your quote, <card>, <laughs> Okay. My quote is that uh, education is the ability to listen to almost everything without losing your temper or, or your self-confidence. And that's by Robert Frost. Now, I don't know how much I agree with that one, but uh, I do think that it's a very valuable, I think that what it brought up for me is that when you uh, when you hear something that pisses you off or makes you feel insecure that's something you really ought to take a look at because it, when you get hit with information that ma- that really impacts you emotionally then there's something there either someone is trying to blast you and, and like and what i mean by trying to blast you is they're like sort of telling you stuff with the goal of riling you up or with the goal of of making you feel a certain way or and you've got to be able to recognize when you're being emotionally man- manipulated or you've, you're hearing something that has some kind of value that resonates for you as true. This is, you know, here's something interesting. Uh, and I learned this again at the Morehouse where I grew up. Uh, James, if I were to call you a broccoli, if I say, James, you're a broccoli, well, that's not going to have any effect on you whatsoever. You're going to be like, dude, you're crazy. I'm clearly not a piece of broccoli, right? But if I say something to you like, James, you're fat which you're not, by the way. But if I say that to you and you already have the viewpoint that you are fat, if I give you reality on something that you think about yourself, that's when it hits you hard. So when something hits you hard, it's because somewhere – you secretly believe that a little bit, right? It's why when someone like makes fun of my acne when I'm a kid, it really hurts because I feel bad that I have acne. I think that's a bad thing. I already think that that's bad. So when someone gives me reality on it, it hurts. So that's something that you can know that, that, when, that you can use that. It's called hexing. When, when you make someone, you know, when you give someone reality on a viewpoint that they already have about themselves that's negative, it makes them feel bad.
1: Wow. There we go. We got there from education. <laughs> I'm now educated in the art of hexing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, it's a fascinating uh, art, but it's so effective. People are doing it all the damn time. You can't get through a day without someone trying, you know, someone someone taking you on some kind of emotional ride through a positive or negative uh, comment. The opposite of it is blessing. It's when you give someone reality on a viewpoint that they have about themselves that they think is great. Like, James, you're you are brilliant teacher you're a brilliant mentor you're a brilliant uh business person like you believe those things about yourself so when i say them they make you feel good and it's because they're true but if you didn't believe them it wouldn't work
1: right oh, i feel feel uh, anyways pumped up now
0: moving on <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah some tag
1: tips yeah let's get into them okay so this one's um taking about taking a look around your location you know where you live and what's it known for and and um See what you can learn from it if you look through the eyes of a tourist. You know, like I used to do this thing when I drove to work uh, when I had a job and I drove. Then I used to take a different route to my work, like as much as possible instead of just taking the same old track. to see what I could learn, see what I could educate myself about the area. And I especially do this when I move somewhere new is I will try Every possible combination of transit ways around the place and you'll discover new shops, you discover new uh, vantage points, new little treks, all in the same place where many people probably have never discovered them at all. You can learn more in a short space of time by being an explorer than you can you know, if you've got your eyes closed to this. I'll give you one great example. At the moment where I'm recording this, I'm currently overseas at a hotel, and it's the first time I've stayed here. On the first day, I actually went down and did a recon mission. And I walked around the facility and just had a little poke around and then walked around the immediate surrounding block. And I now know where the f- shopping center is. I know where the food, the drink, the um, – I found a a fantastic pool area with uh, little cabins where I can – sit there and i noticed that it had electrical power so i could record i could use my uh, computer there during the day and i found a lounge that was almost deserted because it wasn't in an obvious spot but it has um, food and drink service and it's very quiet and it's next to power so by doing this i wouldn't have done that a few years ago i would have just sort of stuck to the path but by having a good look around you can really educate yourself quickly
0: Oh, dude, I love that you just said that because I do recon missions all the time. I think that, uh, I'm, I'm happy that you put a name to it, a recon mission. You need to go out there and do recon missions, people, and find out what's going on around you because you can take advantage of the information that you have about what's around you. Like, for example, the, what brought this up for me, this specific tip was like, I live in New York City and in the winter, it gets cold here and I like stay inside <laughs> for the most part. And I sort of started feeling like, you know what? I'm not taking advantage of the fact that I live in New York city. I need to get out there and, and discover more of this town. Like I've done a lot of recon in New York city, but like there's so much here. There's so much more going on. Take a stroll through Chinatown. Holy crap. Is there a lot going on down there? So it's <laughs> crazy down there, man. Holy crap.
1: No, look, crazy is living somewhere where you can't go out half the year. I- Just simply. Yeah. Well, we
0: don't usually do winters in New York. We usually do winters in Hawaii or California or Austin, Texas. Um, and we've decided that this is our last. We're not doing this again. Although it was a mild winter, but we're not going to stick around in New York for the winter. We will just uh, uh, pack up and head out for the for, for January, February, and March, which are the gnarly months. Um, December is a really fun time in New York City. Uh, you know, people are all dressed up for Christmas. You got the big trees and stuff. That's cool, but yeah, we're not doing that again, man. <laughs> I'm with you on that. All right, my tip is a mindset <laughs> and strategy tip, and it goes right along with this episode, which is. Always be learning something. It's how you stay sharp. And and I learned this lesson from my grandmother, who I loved dearly, right up until the time she died. She was taking courses at Hunter College here in New York City. She was a volunteer at the Met. She would be taking ancient history in German and 16th century literature in Italian at the same time. She was super sharp, and her brain kept working. And it's because it's a muscle. Your brain is a muscle. you got to flex it. Always be taking on something new. And I'll tell you something my mom said to me that I found quite interesting. She said, you know, my mom does uh, consumes uh, just so much information. This woman knows everything about everything. It's crazy. She's well known for, for sort of being in the encyclopedia. But one of the things that she said to me one time was, Uh, She was reading a – I don't know if she was – she was reading some kind of a fantasy novel and I asked her, why are you reading that? It doesn't have any – I'm a very big fan of books that have practical information. Like, I don't read books that don't teach me something practical about – you know, I just – I read books that are are nonfiction that I can actually leverage the content from. And she said, you know, uh, there's something about a good novel, a good story that – gets my brain sort of working or moving or feeling, gets me in a certain state that no other piece of media does. No uh, nonfiction book, no television show. Like There's just something that I can't get. There's There's a way that my brain works when I'm off reading this book on some fairy tale land that I can't get anywhere else. And I thought it was a very interesting comment. And I think it goes quite well with this concept that your brain is a muscle and that you've got to flex it. And you've got to flex it in different ways. You've got to flex it by moving your body. You've got to flex it by consuming information. You've got to flex it by listening to podcasts. So always be learning something. Beautiful. Well, I think that brings us to
1: an end of the episode where we've been talking about learning and how you can improve your life and business because the way that you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. You got any final comments,
0: Ezra? I think that's it, man. Mindset, behavior, results. Think, act, get. Ezra Firestone and James Remco. So happy that you've joined us for another episode. And we look forward to seeing you on the next one. And we hopefully look forward to seeing you on one of our retreats in Hawaii. Or live at uh, Fast Web Formula live in June. Oh, yes. Or live at Fast Web Formula June. Uh, definitely come to that. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait, man.
1: All right. Well, we'll, we'll see you on episode 14. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man.
0: This has been another episode of
1: Think, Act, Get with James Schrenko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.